my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope that this finds you in such a beautiful place that you're surrounded by people and places and things that make you feel full and make you feel loved and make you feel like the special woman that you are. Um, You are so deserving, and I hope that you receive that wherever you are. So with that said, y'all, you see this title. (laughs) (laughs) You see what this episode is about and your eyes are not deceiving you. Um, Today's episode is about five things that I learned by getting divorced. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning, and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So fun fact, I actually recorded a very similar episode to this. The former episode was titled Six Things I Learned From Getting Divorced. And I recorded it a long time ago, back when I had first gotten gotten divorced and I was saving it because I knew I knew that I wanted to share it here on the platform. I knew that I wanted to talk about the process I was going through and what was happening for me and with me and how I felt like it related to the things that I teach here. But I held on to it just because it didn't feel like the right time. It didn't feel like the right time because I know that the way that I am as 
as a teacher um, and as a coach is that I would not be able to talk about it because it was still in process for me. And I would be very much going, going through life, thinking about how I could spin something into a lesson instead of actually going through life, instead of actually learning about myself, healing, growing, and doing all the things. So that's what I did. You know, as Nikki said, I took some time. <laughs> I took some time to really work on myself. And now I am so happy and grateful to be able to share this with you, which I know is probably a weird thing to say as I'm talking about divorce. But the reason why I feel so grateful and happy is I have, I've been watching and listening and talking with so many of y'all who have reached this nexus point in your growth um, and in your relationships where you feel like you have to make a decision and you feel like, and maybe you're feeling guilt about the decision that you feel like you want to make or you are stuck from making this decision for yourself because you're wondering if it's going to be the wrong thing if you're going to mess something up, um, feeling as if you're the only one who's ever gone through this. And our community, I feel like, is so beautiful because what it has done and what it continues to do is bring together women who have felt like in some way or, some way or another that they're the only one, that they're the only one who's had these thoughts of insecurities, that they're the only one who have had these fears of rejection and abandonment, that they're the only ones that have a hard time talking about their emotions or feeling their emotions, that they're the only ones, you know, going through chronic stress or whatever your story is. And so the more that we talk about things and the more we put light, light on it and words to it and labels to it, the more it demystifies it and the more it takes away some of the power that that shame has had over us. And it gives us freedom. It gives us freedom to actually feel empowered by the decisions that we're making and to know that as long as we are making these decisions from places of health and growth, that they are the right ones for us. So today's episode, I'm going to be sharing five things that I learned from getting divorced in hopes that it helps these the women who are at this, this crux, and um, that are at this crossroads or that it helps validate those of you who may be needing that affirmation regarding you just made this decision or you're in process of making this decision decision and just letting you know, it's going to be okay. I promise. I promise. I promise it's going to be okay. So let's go ahead and jump in. So one thing that I'll learned that I want to share and hopes that it's validating to someone who may need to hear it is that you cannot do enough work on your side to offset something that's the wrong fit from the beginning. You cannot, um, out therapy it by you doing your own individual work. You cannot out communicate it. If you and this other person are not a good fit, then there's nothing that you can do to make that foundationally work if it's not the right connection in the first place. And I think that's important to know because sometimes in our 
aims of trying to operate in integrity and trying to be self-accountable and trying to look at our side of the street, we can take responsibility for something that might have been rocky or unstable from the beginning and then feel some shame and guilt when the problems continue to persist, when there continues to be that misconnection, when there, there con continues to be that miscommunication and wondering if it's more about you just needing to be more patient or you just needing to give them more time or you just needing to take more space. And a lot of times that can be true. And I think that's one of the things that makes, makes, whether or not you decide to separate or get a divorce if you're married to someone really hard because all the things that we're taught about relationships, like the fact that relationships are hard just in general, that uh, relationships are not 50-50, that sometimes is 100-100, that there are going to be things that you need to compromise or work on, that the first few years of a marital relationship are the hardest and that you just need to work through it. Like we, we hear all those messages and we even may see the benefit of it. We may have relationships around us or mentors or other people that are evidence of what it looks like to persist and that it works out really well for them. And so we stick with it, hoping that it'll turn around. But if it was not good at the beginning, or if it wasn't the right fit at the beginning, there's not enough glue that you can do to make two puzzle pieces fit that don't have the right corners. Right. Like, I hope that's making sense. And understanding that and seeing the truth of that, uh, looking at our relationships with honest eyes for how the relationship actually started off and what it looks like is really what's going to help us get clarity on whether or not this is a place for us to stay. So when I was doing all of this work and, you know, going to therapy and talking to my mentors and journaling and doing all this stuff, trying to figure out, is this a me thing? Is this a them thing? Is this a us thing? Is this me like actually just needing to not project my own traumas onto them? Is this me needing to spend, um, um, hold space for their traumas and what's going on for them and trying to navigate all that. I was really, really looking for resources to help me where, where I was or where we were at the time. And in me looking for resources, the only thing that things that I could find were resources that help people with infidelity or if there was narcissistic or emotional abuse going on, or if somebody was an addict, but there wasn't really any resources that really help people who felt like they were in the middle in this place of it's too good to leave, but it's also too bad to stay feeling as if this is not like I was saying before, this is not the right place. This intuitively just does not feel like the right place to be. And I couldn't really find anything that spoke to that until I literally found a book that was titled too good to leave, too bad to stay. And it was written by therapists. And I'm intentionally sharing this with you because I feel like it's a really good resource. It was um, written by therapists who, who specialize in helping couples figure out, is this something that is salvageable or is this time for us to, to leave? It gave so many really amazing stories of people who felt 
like they were stuck in such a place of indifference that they spent years, if not decades of their life in a relationship too afraid to leave because they were afraid of what may be on the other side, but also being too afraid to actually buckle down and get get to work because they were managing so much resentment and so much blame for the other person that the relationship stayed miserable. And so I loved how it was neutrally written. I loved how there were some real objective markers for people to see, okay, if these things exist, these are the things that you can use to rebuild on, to reconnect on and either grow to what you were before or something better. And if these things do not exist or if these things are problematic for you, then this may be more of a case that this relationship may not be the right fit. And the intuitive feelings that you are having about this, you're not making them up that these are the things that are needed for a relationship to actually grow and to work and to be functional. And so that was such, such a helpful book because it put into words the things that I've been thinking and feeling for so long, but it was hard to feel as if I had a right to feel that way because I could look to my left or look to my right and see relationships that were horrendous. And those things were not happening here. Um, that's because I had grown and I had picked a, a, a better partner than the types of partners I had had before that a lot of those big things that may have been happening in my past weren't happening here and they weren't happening to the people around me. And so it's like, Oh, this is actually a thing. But it was. And so that was really helpful for me. So I share that in case that resource is helpful to anyone who is at that point and trying to figure out what do I do? What what is this a me thing? Is this a them thing? Is this a us thing um, that that book may be very helpful for you? So that was the first lesson that I learned that it doesn't matter how much work you do on your side. If the relationship is not the right fit, you can't outwork that. The next thing that I wanted to share as far as a lesson that I hope would be supportive to the women who are in this place right now is that you get to decide when you're done uh, and you don't necessarily have to wait and you haven't missed your window. Uh, I What I've heard from other people, what I've seen from myself and what, you know, even what I saw and that book that I just talked about is that a lot of times women will think or people will think, well, we've already spent X amount of time together. It's too late to leave now. I, If I was going to leave, I should have left before. Um, in my instance, it was also very much, well, this is so early in our relationship and people say that things should take time and I should give it more space for us to grow and learn as people, it would be way too soon to cut this off. And in hindsight, I had a lot of information that I could have used at the beginning to say this doesn't work for me, but I didn't want to do that because in my mind, it looks like it would look like I'm quitting. I was worried that I would look selfish. I was worried about what it might appear to other people. Uh, I was afraid of what I might be missing out on and going back to the self gaslighting and is what I'm seeing actually a deal breaker? Is this actually an issue without really listening to my intuition and listening to my gut and knowing that this didn't feel right for a reason? And I think we can spend so much time living for other people, which is one of the other lessons, but I'm just going to talk about all this together. We live so much of our life 
worried about what other people are going to think and what they're going to say and how they're going to judge us and what they're going to, what stories they're going to make up about us. And the truth is, is that people are going to make up whatever stories they want to make up in the first place. People who are not really for you are going to find a reason to hate on you, to be so happy that something has happened in your relationship, to have something to gossip about, to have something that makes them feel important because they get to say, well, at least I'm still in my relationship because you're not in yours. Like, um, haters are going to hate y'all. <laughs> haters are going to hate. And people who have always misconstrued you and people who have always intentionally misunderstood you, there's not anything that you're ever going to be able to do to get them to see you in the way that you want them to see you. So at the end of the day, what's most important is that is that you look at how do I see myself and how do I see the decisions that I'm making and what place am I making these decisions from? Am I making these places from a place of wisdom, from a place of wholeness, um, from a place of really trying to consider what is healthy and what is safe for all people involved? And if so, trusting your gut and your intuition is a really, really good thing for you to do. But going back to you getting to decide when you're done, you are the one who gets to be in charge of what your story looks like. You are the one who gets to be a author in the process of what this next chapter looks like for you. So you can have the situation and if you, and again, I'm talking to women who are, who know that they are miserable where they are. I'm talking to women who have done all their work, who have looked at both sides of the street who have been taking self-ownership and self-accountability and things are still really unhappy for you. And they've been unhappy for a long time and you feel like you're losing yourself and you feel like you're losing your identity and you feel like you're losing your joy that you don't laugh like you used to laugh before that. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. 
Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. You um, just kind of see this future as something that you have to withstand versus something that you are happy about. That's what I'm talking to. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. I'm not talking to people who are having, you know, typical couple issues. I'm talking to the ones who, who know right? Or you're afraid to admit that, you know, for you ladies, you get to decide when you're done. Um, and again, there's no expiration date and there's no too soon to rip the cord date. If you are fully connected and aware of that. And with that, I really want to encourage y'all to practice some self-forgiveness, which is really hard. And that's probably, Something that I'm still, you know, for as long as it's been, I'm still in talks with the people in my personal life about going through those what ifs and, you know, what you should have done and what you should have said and what you could have done differently and places you could have pivoted. And when you get to that place and you decide that you're done, you can um, really judge yourself for staying as long as you did, for making the decisions that you made, for not doing something differently, for not standing up for yourself or for, you know, I mean, everybody's story is different. So I'm not going to be able to go through all the different caveats, but you will have a mental checklist of how you should have known better. And I need you to practice some grace and some compassion for yourself. You, you made the best decision that you knew how to make at the time with the information that you had with the best access that you had to your ability to see red flags you made a decision that you did with the best ability that you had to communicate what you need needed. You did do that. And a lot of times what I find is that women are doing all of the right things, but they may have been doing all of the right things, especially, you know, even if you started off as being like really toxic in a relationship, which goes back to if you're with someone that it was y'all weren't supposed to be with in the first place, let's say you started off, both of y'all started off as really toxic and you started to do your own personal development work and you started to work through your toxicity, but that person stayed how they were. There's not enough personal work you can do on your end to make them want to interrupt that cycle of dysfunction. Like if that's what they're more most comfortable with, if they don't know how to 
operate in fidelity, if they don't know how to not get angry, if they don't know how to um, actually want to work through things instead of shutting down, you cannot do enough work to make them come on board, to, to offset the impact of them not being a full participant in that relationship. And so you can look at all of that and say, man, I should have known from the beginning not to get with this person who was toxic. Hun, at that time, that was normal to you. What they were able to give and what they were showing to you was something that it wasn't even on your radar that that was an issue. So how are you supposed to know better? Right. And when you did know better, you decided to do differently. And then someone will hear that and say, well, I've known that this has not been working for a long time and I'm still here. And then you may start replaying like the years of your life and um, time that you feel like you've wasted. And that's not going to help you make the most of today or tomorrow. The truth is you may have needed to go through those years of you staying, of you feeling miserable for you to be 100% sure when it was time for you to go. So now you don't have any confusion when you look back and you say, did I give up too soon? Um, was there something more I could have done? No, you did everything you could for as long as you could. And when it, when you were ready and when it was time, you pivoted and you made that move or you're about to pivot now and you're about to make that move. And this is the right time. You're making it at the time that you're strong enough, that you're wise enough, that you're clear enough because the younger version of you wouldn't have had those things. The younger version of you um, was still second guessing her, her, her discernment. The younger version of you didn't trust herself enough to take this risk. The younger version of you believed that this was the best that she could ever have, right? Or that this, maybe this isn't the best, but this is what life gave her. And so she was just going to take it and try to make the most of it. But the woman you are today is like, F that, F that. I have breath in my lungs. I have a whole life to live. I want to live it. And now you're about to make a, a, a different decision for yourself. So I want to invite you to celebrate this, the bravery that and the courageousness that you're using and that you're about to use if you have been kind of working through this process, but this is giving you some encouragement um, to really celebrate that and to acknowledge that and to, to highlight that because that's where you're going to get your strength from. The more you judge yourself and the more you criticize yourself, you may think that that tough love is going to help you move forward, but all that does is just make you feel worse and it makes you feel foolish and it makes you feel alone and it doesn't help you connect to the truth of how wise you are and how strong you are and how resilient you are. And that's what you want to be able to pull from. That's what you're going to need when it comes to this transition. Um, another thing that I hear is um, just that lack of self-belief that... Um, especially when it comes to you stay too soon, that maybe you're too old or whatever it is, like too much of your life is gone. Y'all, women every day, women every day of every age are getting their dissertations, are starting businesses, are getting remarried, are, you know, building, building the life that they want. They are retiring from jobs they've had their whole life and going to become you know, chefs and cooks and starting to paint and starting to 
become the woman that they've always felt like they were on the inside, but too scared to tap into. And that could absolutely be you. And that's probably the part of you that's been yearning to come out, that you may have been feeling stifled in this destructive place and this destructive relationship that may have been draining you and taking from you for so long. I think it's hard to see that so much is possible for you when you've been living in the middle of chaos because it has colored everything that you see. Your, perspe your perspective, and you may not think that it is, but your perspective and your ability to hope and have optimism and believe that something greater is better for you is limited because you've been dealing with what you've been dealing with for so long. And so when people tell you that this is possible for you and that you have access to this and look how wonderful you are and you're so beautiful and you're so special and you're so worthy, it may hit you in your brain, but it may not hit you in your heart. Or it may only hit 20% there because so much more of your energy you have to use just to survive, just to make it, just to stop yourself from having mental breakdowns. And I just want to encourage you that if or when you're ever ready to make that change um, or to take a break from that, that you will be able to see a lot clear, uh, have more clarity when it comes to this. That's not overshadowed by you just trying to make the best of the situation that you have been put in or that you feel like you've been put in. Related to that is the next lesson that I want to share that's even coming to mind as I, as I, as I teach this is not everybody is going to understand and that's okay. Uh, I know that one of the things that I have had to work through actually more post-divorce versus during, I think during it, um, people were really supportive. The, you know, my therapist, my loved ones, my friends and everybody around me who I was talking to and getting insight from and mentorship from and everything else were really supportive, uh, because, you know, they knew what was happening and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, they also, knew the other party. So they weren't, um, really super biased, which was also really helpful because I was something that I was worried about. Um, and you know, cause when you tell stories, of course, you're the one who comes out smelling like roses, but, um, that was just really encouraging for me to see. But post-divorce, one of the things that I've had to navigate and work through as I would tell people about things is people questioning whether or not you made the right decision and judging you for whatever story they, they make up about that. Right. So, um, noticing that if I would talk to strangers or people that I was just starting to get to know, or people who were newer to the situation that they would ask questions or give unsolicited advice <laughs> about what what you should try and did you consider this, or maybe you should give it more time or relationships are hard and, you know, whatever, whatever other feedback that they may have. Um, and it's well-meaning because relationships do take time and relationships do go through ups and downs and hills and valleys, even with people that, you know, are really happy together or really do have a really good fit and a really good foundation. Life and experiences happen. That, that is real. Even with that said, just y'all, Point blank, there are some people in relationships that should not be in relationships together. They just, 
they shouldn't they should not be in relationships together and just because they made a commitment to each other to stay together does not mean that it's healthy for them doesn't mean that it's healthy for their children it doesn't mean it's healthy for their community and sometimes making a dis- dissolution of that relationship is the right decision but with that said if you're talking to someone who has a particular bias against breakups um, and they have their own self-judgment or maybe even their own projection of what it means when people break up and why they might break up and what type of people are the type of people who break up, you will have to get to a place where you just have to accept that, like I was saying before, people are going to have their opinions and there's nothing that you can do or need to do to justify that to others because they're entitled to believe what they want to believe and they're entitled to have their own point of view. You just have to make peace with your own truth and knowing that what is true for you and what is real for you is what's more important versus someone else's opinion because they're not the one who's living this life for you. They're not the one who's living it. You're the one who's in charge of living it and you're the one who's in charge of the decisions that you're making. So it's okay for you to own it and for you to own it proudly, uh, even if other people don't quite understand. The last lessons that I wanted to share, I've actually... And <laughs> I've actually tried to talk about it already a couple of times and I deleted it because I was like, these lessons sound like I'm subtweeting when I'm not. <laughs> and the examples that I was giving, even though they're not related to my, to my personal story, I was like, they're going to think that these are examples that actually happened. And I'm not, I'm not going to share this because there's not, I couldn't figure out a way to, to teach them neutrally. Um, so I, I will just save these lessons for maybe future episodes, uh, where I just talk about just really owning your truth, asking for what you want, taking ownership for your side of the street, um, having compassion for people, but not justifying, triggering things that are happening because you know that someone's gone through their own trauma, you know, just really just trying to stay focused on what feels good and safe for you and knowing that that's okay for you to have those standards. Um, that's just what I want to, to leave you with. And, um, you know, maybe I'll go deeper talking about these later on, but, um, again, you know, I really just wanted to share this episode because I have talked with many of y'all who have been, um, going through things that are very obviously destructive to you. And it's been very hard for you to make this decision um, because you're afraid of hurting yourself. You're afraid of what may happen to other people involved. And sometimes y'all, sometimes it's the right decision to fight like hell for your relationship and, um, and do everything that you can. And sometimes Sometimes it's okay for you to see that maybe fighting like hell is not working because maybe there was a crack in the foundation to begin with. And you're the only one who knows which of those is true. Um, or if a little bit of both is true for you. Um, and I really wanted to encourage you to pursue, pursue that in the same way that I have. And 
all the other episodes when I talk about couple dynamics, um, to pursue couples therapy, to pursue your own, pursue your own individual therapeutic work, um, to talk to people who you feel that you can trust about what's going on with you. And, um, when they validate you, here's the last thing I will say, when they validate you to listen, I think, I think for a long time, I really fought against people who were validating and affirming what I wanted. And there were even times that I didn't share what was happening because I was afraid that it might make, it might be unfair to the other person. I just really wanted to be protective of them. And I mistook the fact that people were validating what I was feeling as them just taking my side. And Yeah, they might be, quote unquote, taking your side because they love you, but they may also be saying it because it's true, Um, because what you're saying makes sense, because what you're asking for is too much, because how it's affecting you is too much, and uh, that it's okay for you to trust your intuition that maybe, maybe you're needing something different, or maybe there's safety elsewhere for you, and... I hope again, I just hope that this is received how it's, how I'm attending for it to be received for the women that I'm attending for it to be received by and that it helps those who need it. So that is it for today's episode. I have tried to record this literally multiple, multiple times. So this is the last iteration of it. I'm going to save this. I'm going to upload it. And your girl is going out for a walk on this beautiful day. I'm sending you all so much love. And I'm looking forward to continuing to connect to y'all here on our podcast and beyond. And as always, please, please, please take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.